The good news is that you don't need to sit down and read the Bible from cover to cover in one massive chunk. All you need to do is read it one bit at a time. G'day everyone, my name is Mark Schroeder and welcome to Schroeder's Bible Bits. I'm a college chaplain and my job is to teach children and youth the wonderful truths that are found in God's Word, the Bible. I speak at chapels, at youth services, at church services, I teach at kids clubs and lunchtime Bible groups. Uh, At all of these places, I always teach from the Bible because I'm convinced that from the Bible, we get to learn about God and how He has loved us and how He has saved us through Jesus. Tune in and continue to learn about Jesus for yourself, not in one chunk, but bit by bit. Hi everyone and welcome back. Uh, This uh, is the uh, last podcast um, in a series that I've done for staff here at my school. Um, This was uh, the last one that came in a series called Back to Basics, uh, which was on Genesis um, chapters 1 to 3. In the first four talks, um, we focused on four big ideas uh, that we see in Genesis. On God the Creating King, uh, we've seen that God is the king who has made humans for the king. Uh, We've also seen how there is a curse from the king. Uh, And then we finally landed by saying that even though there is a curse, um, there is the promise of a serpent-crushing kin, uh, who is, of course, Jesus. Um, Now, using these four things, uh, I'm proposing in this next podcast to teachers that they can use this as a framework for understanding uh, how the whole Bible flows forward and flows on, uh, identifying four main ideas that continue to appear in the Bible of creation, fall, redemption, and recreation. Uh, But actually, these four ideas, four theological pillars, I call them, um, can actually be applied to our teaching practice uh, and apply this as a framework to all that we do so that we are thoroughly Christian in our practice. Um, I hope that this is an encouragement to you. Um, uh, This one is um, less theological but more practical, uh, and it might actually also encourage you to think um, about your theology in whatever you find yourself doing as well. How does what you understand about God and His Word from the Bible actually determine your practice in your role? I hope you enjoy this last one, and remember, if you haven't heard uh, the other ones, I'd encourage you to go back and listen to the first four talks in this series. Enjoy. Uh, Good morning, everybody. Uh, Welcome. All right. So um, the hope is today that we can sort of wrap everything up, everything that we've um, been looking at over these last four days from Genesis 1 to 3. And then hopefully as well that I can actually give you a framework for using what we've learnt um, in our practice here as teachers and as staff, really. I think anybody who works in a school, um, any, any really Christian can use this framework for how you view the world and how you apply the Bible to your life. Um, So um, let's start and let's pray and let's ask God to settle us and to focus us and help us think and apply his word. Let's pray. Uh, Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you that today uh, we can spend this morning um, thinking about you and your word and thank you that we can apply what we read. Um, Thank you that we were not born um, to be, we were not made to be passive image bearers, but we get to be active image bearers of you. So Lord, we pray that you would motivate us to work well today as your image bearers in this world and in this place. Um, Help us to be motivated to do that so that we can proclaim to the world that you loved us so much that you sent Jesus, the serpent-crushing kin, to save us so that we can look forward to heaven forever with you. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, so uh, these four days, um, I hope you've appreciated that we've done some heavy lifting in the book of Genesis 
And, uh, and what we've actually seen as we've done some heavy lifting in these first three chapters particularly um, has been the beginning of the gospel. I hope you've seen that, that you've looked beyond that. This is just not a cute little Sunday school story, uh, but this is actually the beginning of the whole gospel story, the beginning of the good news about Jesus Christ. Um, and so as we've looked at Genesis 1 to 3, um, if you remember, we've looked at four things, four titles that I've given to each one of these talks. Um, we've learned number one, uh, by the way, that this stuff is on the handout that I, got, I sent you guys um, last night. So hopefully you're following along because um, this will be there for you and for your note taking too. Uh, but we have learned um, that number one, God is the creating king. Uh, number two, that as humanity, we are image bearers created for the king. Uh, number three, that there is a curse from the king, which is due to our sin. And number four, uh, God's grace, we've learned as, about God's grace as seen in Jesus. Um, Jesus, the serpent crushing kin, the, the new Adam um, who's come to save. Uh, and I actually want to put to you, like I said earlier on, that what we have learnt here is really a framework for how we understand the world and therefore a framework for applying theology um, to our teaching. Um, you may, may have heard before that in these opening chapters, we, we actually see four big ideas that actually then continue to appear throughout the whole text of the Bible. Um, and so uh, maybe if you've never heard of this before, as you read the Bible from now on, you might actually see some of these themes reoccurring as you read the Bible in your own personal life, as you read the Bible in your Bible studies and growth groups and church gatherings. Uh, and these big four ideas that we see are that of creation, of fall, of redemption, so God's work in, in redeeming his world or buying back his world. And then fourthly, we see recreation, the promise that God is establishing something um, better and he's recreating um, because of Jesus who has come. Um, and so this week, we've uncovered, uncovered these four themes as we've seen creation. So God is the one who creates all things. Um, and in fact, God even creates humanity. Uh, we've seen the fall as we've seen human, humans fall um, from the pinnacle to the pit. Uh, and we've seen how the curses come as a result. Um, for redemption, we've seen that God is gracious. And, and we looked at that yesterday, that God is gracious even in the midst of the actual curse. God is very active in redeeming, in, in reclaiming his creation. And, and he works to rebuild relationships with people. So that now we have this recreation moment where people continue outside of the garden, still in their mandate as his image bearers, but they're actually now heading, we're now actually heading not to a new garden, but to a heavenly city. There's a new creation that is on its way. Um, so I don't know about you, that as I've looked at this and as I've think about, thought about this personally and as I've prepared for this, um, I, I've been left praising God that we don't remain in the pit even though we've fallen from the pinnacle, that the pit is not the end of the story. But in fact, because of Jesus, we've been raised with Christ to new life. Um, I've been reminded about the, the beautiful nature of the gospel, that it's not through anything of my own work that I'm saved, but it's actually all through Jesus alone. Um, it's through him and his work, the serpent crusher, that I'm saved, that, that I am as pathetic as Adam and Eve trying to hide their shame with fig leaves if it's not for God who actually actively seeks me out to, to uh, re redeem me and to bring me into his new creation. I'm left, as I come to the end of this series, standing in awe of God because actually without him I am dead. But now with Christ I have life. It's wonderful. I wonder how you have been left thinking and, and what your reflections are from Genesis 1 to 3. Um, this is exciting because it actually reminds me about what I actually believe from the scriptures. 
Um, on your handout I've provided for you, um, I've put 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 3 to 4. Um, and, and we believe, and what this says is that we believe that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures, that he was buried, that he was raised on the third day according to the Scriptures. And, and that according to the Scriptures is according to what we read in the, New Te- in the Old Testament in, in Genesis chapters 1 to 3. That Christ died for our sins according to what God had planned back there in Genesis. And that Jesus was raised, that, that well, he was buried and he was raised on the third day according to the scriptures. This is all in light of the promise of God to send the serpent crusher. Um, so this is really cool. This has been a really exciting series, I think. Uh, and for me, after this series, I'm excited for the new creation. I'm, I'm excited to enjoy this one day, to enjoy this one day with you and to all others who are in Christ, to all others who believe. And in fact, it's reminded me that this is why I'm here at Broughton. This is more than just a job. This is more than something that just pays for the mortgage, more than something that just gives me money in my pocket to have fun in this world. But, but this is actually a ministry opportunity. I've been reminded about that afresh. I'm here so that I can invite people to receive the gift of life from Jesus. So that people would simply believe in him, the one alone who has done everything that's necessary for life. The question has been though, um, it's, it's the, the question has been though that not only do you just believe it, but the question has been is that if you believe it, are you motivated as well, Broughton staff, to call people, to call students, to call parents, to trust in Jesus? And that's the encouragement for you. Uh, we, we want for you, we, we, the, your job here is to teach, yes, but your job here is to call people to put their trust in Jesus, the serpent crushing kin who brings us life. So in light of this, today, uh, we've got lots of time today to do some personal preparation and that personal preparation ought to also include how you're preparing to tell people about this serpent crushing kin. And so today, I'd love you to take some time to consider how this framework of thinking about creation for redemption and recreation, how this framework of viewing the world can actually help you to teach Christianly, help you to be an actual Christian teacher. Um, Where can you take a moment in our school to actually share the gospel? I want you to think about that today. Um, How do these four theological pillars of the biblical text motivate the way that you work and you think here? How does your theology drive your practice? That's what we're asking. Uh, How does your theology drive your practice? And so um, we want you to wrestle with how can you actually be motivated by these four themes presented in Genesis 1 to 3, but which are presented through the whole Bible, Um, And actually, more than just ask you the question, we want to provide you with a framework which may actually help you um, to begin to think about these things. And so up on your screen uh, right now is coming uh, this framework. So uh, you'll notice here that this is a framework, like an empty framework. So uh, we've got um, the creation, fall, redemption, and recreation um, is there in that table. But then also you'll notice that there's a little focus box here. Because I think that we can actually apply this framework to anything here in our school. As I've, as I've written here, um, you can apply this framework to anything here in our school. So it might be your personal philosophy of education, uh, maybe um, how you think about your KLA focus and actually the way that you deliver your content in class. Um, how you think about student well-being, discipline, work ethic, house tutor, your circle time in the junior school, how you do morning devotions with your classes, um, how you build work relationships with one another, how you look after yourself and your own well-being. 
um, how you think about failure and success criteria, about exam stress, about learning difficulties, about playground duty, about parental relationships, and I'm sure there's probably more that might come to your mind. But notice here that this framework um, is not actually just about cute little verses um, that come from Micah or Jeremiah 29. These are not just cute little verses which are used out of context. And what we're doing here is we're thinking about these really big theological ideas of our faith here, about creation, fall, redemption, recreation. And these are the big things of the Bible which continue to appear in the Bible over and over again. These are the anchors that we can find over and over again. And these are the things that I think should actually determine and drive our practice. Um, so to give you an example of that, I've, I just took 15 minutes yesterday to build this one here about discipline. Um, and so... And when you look at creation, we can say something like this, that God has made us, he's a right way for us, that we are made in order within a system of authority. We're rulers and we should lead creation and yet we are also ruled and so it's good to obey. Now in our context, we've got teachers who are in authority over students, but at the same time, they're equal image bearers of God, but they're different in our roles, right? We're different in the way that we operate in creation. See, we're thinking about the way that we live together here with students because of our theology of creation, but of course, when you think about the fall, we know that people do wrong things. And so as teachers, we ought to expect that. And we ought to expect that people are going to do wrong things, that students are going to be disobedient. Um, but we know that God models for us justice, justice in Genesis, doesn't he? He doesn't just pull the punch, but actually sin needs to be paid for. He holds people accountable. And so actually we can model this as well in our relationships with others. A model that um, we, we can hold students accountable. We should hold students accountable to their disregard of God, right, but also to their disregard of the system that is here at our school, their disregard to the teacher's authority that is here in our school. And so actually it's right and we shouldn't feel guilty for administering justice in accord to an I-note or an after-school detention or calling a parent or sending a kid to Mr. Jones and so on. But we don't stop there, do we? We think about redemption. We think about how God has brought us back and brought us back into a relationship with him. And so when we repent, God doesn't hold back relationship with us, but um, we should remember that um, we don't hold disobedience against students, but rather we invite them back into relationship. We don't want to ruin relationship with people. So we administer justice, but we do so with grace and mercy. We rebuild relationships. We, we pursue relationships. We provide a way out. And of course, as Christians, we pray for students, don't we, that God would work in their lives. And then lastly, when we think about recreation, I've written here that... that um, Discipline is actually something that trains goodness in creation from now on. By, by um, disciplining somebody, we are redeeming creation as it was supposed to be, a place of obedience and order. And so because of Jesus, our God has a new creation, though, also in store for us. And so today, we actually should be reminded that we live in unity together as his body. Um, as common image bearers, we can also move ahead together in a new and in a better way. So therefore, in our school system, um, we should actually think about after we've disciplined a kid, do I need to adopt the new model of living together in relationship with this kid or with these students that I've just disciplined because they're image bearers? I've got to continue in relationship with them, acknowledge a new relationship together with this student. So I think that um, here is this model which actually gives us, or this framework that gives us a way to apply these big theological ideas from the biblical text. What we believe matters and what we believe can actually make a difference. And so we want to give you some time today to, to put this into action. Um, and so I've given you um, some empty boxes. I've also uh, given you a really big one of those as well. So um, 
uh, I've sent this one through as well here. Um, so this is a, a big version, uh, the Creation 4 Redemption Recreation Framework, and, and that will be on a big A4 or A3 if you want to print it off. Maybe you could work on this with your faculty, with a trusted colleague, with a friend, or by yourself, and, and stick it up on your wall if you want to think about something together, like if you teach... Um, a, a single unit together, then how are you going to think theologically about this unit? Here's some of our thinking together to remind you as your term goes on. So uh, I'd love you today uh, to take some time um, to use this framework. Um, take some time today to start maybe applying your KLA or your particular program that you're working on at the moment. We're all programming as we prepare for this term. Um, to work on it in your faculty, in your stage group, in your supervisor or a trusted colleague, like I said before. But then after you've done that and you've taken some time to do that and given some energy to it, I want to hold you accountable to this. And we want you to actually share with us um, what you've thought about uh, as, a, as a result of thinking through Genesis 1 to 3. And so um, in, your, in your handout, I've given you a link um, at the bottom of the first page. It says application survey is here. Uh, in the in the PDF file, you should be able to click on that and that will take you to a, a, a Microsoft form which just asks two questions. Um, really simple one, um, it says, um, after considering Genesis 1 to 3, what's something that you have learnt or thought about which will impact your thinking, uh, your teaching here at Broughton? I'd love to hear from you. I, uh, um, we, we'd love to hear from you. I'm talking about here Rami and Don and Carol and Kath. We'd love to think uh, hear from you, how have you actually been impacted by the Word of God so that you would teach Christianly here at Broughton, so that you would uphold our motto of life through Christ? Okay, what's something you've actually been challenged by and thought about and you're going to implement? But then secondly, the question is as well, um, we want to keep on doing this sort of a thing. We want to keep on getting back to the basics um, so that our theology would drive our practice. So I'd love to know from you, what's another biblical concept that you would like to know more about um, and understand more, um, both personally as a Christian, but also potentially um, something that might be able to impact your job here and your role here as somebody who works at a Christian school, um, somebody who is a Christian teacher. So um, that's all I'm going to say today. Um, I hope you've been encouraged by this series. I've really, I've really valued the conversations that I've had um, just around the place with people um, about Genesis 1 to 3. Um, and maybe uh, you might like to continue reading on and, um, and, and read the rest of Genesis just in your own quiet times. I'm just going to give thanks to God right now um, for the time we've been able to share together uh, this week. Let's pray. Uh, dear Heavenly Father, I thank you uh, that we've been able to start this way every single day and thank you that this is um, just one of the staples of our college, that, that we regularly read the Bible together and we regularly think about it with one another. Uh, but Lord, I pray that you'd help us um, to be accountable to the things that we have learnt this week. Um, hold us accountable to it personally and Lord, I pray that you would convict us of our own sin and our own place and our own purpose in this world. And remind us that because of Jesus that we belong to you and remind us that because of Jesus we belong to something far greater than this time and this world and this place today. And remind us that we belong to you in your eternal kingdom. Uh, Lord, I pray that you would help us today to be uh, good workers, help us to be busy with our hands, uh, help us to make the most of this day um, because you could return any minute and we want to be people that um, are active in our worship and our work of you today. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thanks for listening, everyone. You can get in contact with me via Twitter at MRK Schroeder or on the Anchor app, you can actually leave a voice message. I'd love you to do that and I might include it in the next podcast. Catch you later.